be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. If, if we could, if we could all stand across, across the congregation this morning. Uh, and we're going to do a little exercise for just a second. Um, if we could get everybody, we want to kind of congregate uh, closer together. Uh, this is, this is going to be a great morning service, but Amen. we want our, our preacher to be able to, to focus on, on our men this morning. Amen. So if we could, if we could all just move closer together, the, the first few rows, if we can, uh, even get closer into the middle. Amen. If you want to, go ahead and shake a hand or two while you're doing it. Amen. And, and before we, before we really kick off today, Amen. We're going to have a, a young man come up here. He's going to, he's going to give us about. About 10 minutes of spotlight time. And my brother Caden Chapman is going to come up here this morning. Amen. Can make your way up here. First of all, I would like to give honor to the district board and to those who gave me this opportunity to be behind this pulpit today. And to speak to y'all this morning. Let me real quick. I want to read real quick. From a chapter here. Or scripture, sorry. That has been kind of talking to me. Uh, it is Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, verses 1 through 2. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Today, I'd like to speak to y'all briefly about chains, specifically the links in the chains. They represent past regrets, sins, that seem to weigh you down from day to day, and we all have those. But what if I told you, what if I told you those chains were a lie from the devil? What if I told you? That that weight was just a lie. Because those chains have already been unshackled by the blood of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that with God, there is no such thing as being too far gone. No such thing. That I'll tell you what is gone. Those chains are gone. They have been gone since Jesus went to the cross. John chapter 8 and verse 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free, 
ye shall be free indeed. And that's it. The Bible proves what I just told you all. And all you have to do is this. To get those weights, that chain, those links off. You stand up and you pray like this. God, touch my mind. Touch my heart. Jesus, touch my soul. Lord, I need you. And give him your already unshackled chains. And walk out of that jail cell. So let's do that this week. Let's give him everything and walk out of that cell. God bless you. morning. Go ahead and relinquish everything to God. I believe God is here to touch someone's life today. Amen. God is here to set someone free of addiction. God is here to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. The God I serve is here to heal somebody's body. Amen. Amen. In Psalms 55 and 17 it says, Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Amen. Amen. We are in the perfect place for God to hear our voice today. And if you read the word uh, cry aloud, it means to, in, in Hebrew, it means to bellow like an ox, or to cry like a horse, or to roar like a lion. So if we can all get together today and to cry like we've never cried before, to let out a shout that we've never let out before. God is going to break forth some things. Amen. Brother Weem said something that's like that last night that stuck with me. If you've been seeking the Holy Ghost and you've been baptized, you're already pregnant with a promise. You're, you're already pregnant with a promise if you're searching for a healing. God said, seek and ye shall find. You're already in the right place. So now all you have to do is knock on that door and cry out to God. Say, Jesus, I'm here. God, I, I, I'm ready for that healing, God. Lord, I'm ready to be set free from the addiction, God. Lord, I'm ready to be filled with the Holy Ghost. There, there is no better place than the place that we are in right now. Amen. I, I, one of my best friends standing over here right now, six months ago, he is not the man that he used to be. Amen. If you look at him, you'll never notice that he used to be addicted to drugs. You'll never notice that, that he used to battle the things that he used to battle. But when he let out a cry, something transpired in the spiritual and in the physical. God turned his life completely around. And now he's working on his parents and his siblings. Because that is the God that we serve today. And so if we can all get together in unity and worship God in one mind and one accord. Because where two or three are gathered together, there he is in the midst of them. So let's praise God with all that we have today and let out a shout. Praise the Lord, everyone. If we were tonight to look back through the pages of time somewhere around the years of 
1410 to 1406 BC, we would discover a word of promise coming back to life to the nation of Israel. As God began to speak through Moses, he began to remind somebody about a promise that had been instated since the time of Abraham. He said, I'm going to drive out nations from before you, and ye shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Every place whereon the soles of thy foot shall tread shall be yours. No man shall be able to stand against you, for the Lord your God shall lay a fear and a dread of you upon them. You shall possess, you shall go forth. Enemies will fall before you, and you will possess and obtain the land. And all you have to do is walk forward. But it's the very next chapter in Deuteronomy 12 and verse 27 where God begins to lay out a design for that promise to really come to pass when he says you're going to offer a burnt offering upon an altar. And the blood of that sacrifice you're going to collect in a vessel. And you're going to pour it out upon that altar. And then you will go forth and possess the land. Then you will go forth and possess the land. I know tonight that the Levitical law, not all of it applies to us. But in our own lives and in our very own time, the, the Calvary that we preach is the altar that we believe in. The cross is the vessel that the blood has been poured into. And Jesus Christ, God, robed in flesh, walking on the earth, was the great sacrifice. And so tonight, on this last night of camp meeting 20 and 21, I believe that God is trying to remind somebody that if the blood is applied to your life, wherever your feet touch, wherever you might walk, Wherever you might go, that land is yours. It's not just a land, but tonight in my church, we're stepping into revival. And tonight in my church, we're walking into miracles. We're walking into signs. We're stepping into the wonders that God has promised us. And because the blood of Jesus. I, I, I wish I was in a church of apostolic people tonight. Because the blood of Jesus, the moment I went down in a watery grave and the, the day that I received the Holy Ghost and the day I became a child of God, there was something that transpired in my life. And now every step that I take, every move that I make, I step into a promise and the fulfillment of the Word of God in my life. Amen. I believe... I believe that we are in a great time of harvest because we're living in the last days. I believe we're in a great time of harvest because we're living in the last days. But right now, right now, whatever move I make, whatever choice I make tonight in this service can determine whether or not the promise God has given me will come to fulfillment. We've heard great words, mantles fell this morning, but if the blood is not applied to my life every day, and if I'm not willing to step forward and proclaim victory, 
If I'm not willing to step forward and proclaim deliverance, if I'm not willing to step forward and proclaim revival in my city, God will not do the work and God will not let it come to pass unless I'm willing to do what God called me to, unless I'm willing to do what God called me to do. Amen. Amen. I, before I, before I step down, I, I will ask this one thing that the district board, if you could please make your way to this platform tonight. Uh, they, are, they are asking that everybody who is on this district board of the great state of Texas, they would come up here and, and sit on the platform tonight. And I, I wonder if anybody's willing. Is anybody willing? I, I'm ready to see what God's going to do. I, I'm ready to see this place. Amen. Brother Gray, next year I'm ready to see the expansion that happens and the fact that we, we barely have room now. But next year, next year because somebody is going to make a choice in this place tonight, next year. Amen. That I'm about to give God the best praise I've ever given him. Amen. I didn't come to do halfway tonight. I didn't come to do partial tonight. But I come to give my God everything I have. Somebody lift high the name of Jesus in this house. Come on, somebody lift him high. This isn't another ordinary Thursday night. But when you leave this place, I pray tonight that you leave ugly in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I hope you got your handshakes and your pictures in before the, the service starts. Because when you leave, I pray that God leaves you ugly tonight. Amen. As I was getting ready for tonight's service, the Lord reminded me of a familiar story in Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter number 17. Amen. Many of us in this building, we know that story. It's the story of David and Goliath. Amen. But the Lord began to show me something a little different about Sam, 1 Samuel chapter number 17. Amen. We all know that David found five smooth stones and he threw them out there and he killed Goliath. Amen. But there's a part of the story that began to grip my heart as we come together in this family camp tonight. The Bible says that the armies of the Lord were on one side. And the Philistines were on the other side. Amen. And they were ready for battle. Amen. These weren't just no ordinary people. These were trained soldiers of God. These weren't no newcomers. These weren't new saints of God. But there were generals and there was all kinds of trained army personnel in that place on that night. Amen. And the Bible says as they were getting ready for battle, a giant stepped out on the field. The adversary stepped out on the field. And what caught the attention of my heart the other day while I was reading this story was this. Goliath made a call to God's people. He said, give me a man that will fight. And the church was quiet. The trained soldiers who knew how to fight were quiet. The ones who had had the experiences with God were quiet. Amen. 
and that didn't work. He said, give me a man. And he began to defy the armies of God. Amen. He said, give me a man that will fight. And Saul, their leader, just stood there and he shook his head. Amen. And his general just shook his head because they had never seen an adversary like they seen before. And what the Lord quickened in my heart is that going into 2021, we've seen some adversaries we've never seen before. Amen. And now is not the church time for the church to be quiet. Amen. Now is not the time for the seasoned saints of God to sit back and wait on David to show up. Amen. But it's time for somebody to rise up and say, I come to answer Goliath's call tonight. Amen. Give me a man that will worship. Give me a woman that will worship. Give me a young person that will worship. Give me somebody that will step on the battlefield and say, I'm not waiting on David. I'm not waiting on my pastor. I'm not waiting on the music director. I come to fight tonight. Mamas and daddies and pastors and every minister in this place, let me say something about that situation. When David walked up, how many of his idols were standing behind a rock? How many of the people of God that he looked up to were hiding behind a tree, shivering and shaking? Amen. The people he looked up to, the ones that he wanted to be like. He wanted to be like Saul. He wanted to be like the general. He wanted to be like the leaders. Amen. And he walks up on a situation where nobody's willing to fight. You don't know who's watching you tonight. You don't know who's standing next to you tonight. You don't know what young person is watching to see if you're going to step out. Amen. So my question is tonight on this Thursday night family camp 2021, is anybody going to answer Goliath's call? Is anybody going to say, I come to fight? Come on, don't stand back and wait on the person next to you. Don't wait on your pastor to step out. Don't wait on the right song tonight. You don't need the right song. You just need to learn how to fight. Come on, this is how we fight our battles. Through praise and worship and adoration to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Did anybody come tonight to fight? Oh, come on, that sounds okay. But did anybody come to fight? Oh, God's waiting on this for somebody to step out and say, I'm not waiting on David. I'm not waiting on David. I come to fight. I come to give God praise. I might be fighting for a young person. I might be fighting for a church member. Amen. But give me a man or a woman or a young person on Thursday night that will fight. Somebody lift up your praises to God right now.